generally speaking, you want to activate your dried spices in some fats to like warm them up and bloom them and to bring out the oil and the flavor because they've been sitting dry and dusty in your cabinet for a while. But also, if you have fresh dried spices, some of them, not all of them, are really good just shaken right out of the bottle. And it's nice to pair that. It's nice to cook some spice, you know, if you're like cooking with turmeric and then at the end you can finish with a little bit and maybe not bloom it, but add it at the end and just have it warm up in like your soup or your stew. You're going to add different elements of turmeric flavor that way. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a weekly podcast about feeding families. Hey, I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Today, we're answering a specific community request for Nikki S., who asked for more information on spices, how to use them, how to pair them, and all that, which is a perfect segue to remind you that we're currently running <laughs> our listeners survey. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yes. I love a perfect segue so much. Listen, we use the information you share in the listener survey to plan episodes, make decisions about community events, and so much more. So please visit didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash links and right under the latest episode, you'll see a link to take the survey. It's labeled survey of all things. So go there now. That's easy. We made it so easy for everybody. Um, yes. We'd also love to have you guys as a part of our community. You can sign up for free at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. And if you have the wherewithal and you are moved to do so, you can also support these free episodes by subscribing to our bonus feed or becoming a supporting member in our super fan community. Okay. Not to toot our own horn, but toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I think this episode is going to be such a good example of a benefit of being in our community. Ask us a question. You get some community support. And then Stacey and I deliver a whole ass episode. Here <laughs> um, we are. Here we are. So you, Nikki. Question, for you, Nikki. It's a little bit layered and a little specific, but also we're going to try to answer it in a broad way, which is great because we haven't talked about spices in a while. So I want to get right into Nikki's question, if you're game. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Nikki says, my issue deals with herbs and spices. Essentially, what to do with specific spices and herbs. For example, I have turmeric that I bought for a specific recipe. I would love to use it more, but have zero ideas or confidence on where it might work. I'm comfortable with the basics such as oregano, garlic and onion powders, and cayenne pepper. Those are my basics based on my background. I recently used Aleppo pepper in a recipe and loved it, but when it comes to freelancing, i.e. using it in other recipes, I am paralyzed. Cumin, coriander, and even herbs like dill and rosemary are on my help list. I've listened to the Old Spice episode, maybe a new episode primer or refresher on what spices go with what types of foods or cuisines and how to use them. Yeah, I love that she mentioned our old episode because actually, I mean, besides the fact that it was so long ago, we really focused that conversation on little kids and how not to be afraid of using spices, even if you're feeding little ones, you know, that spice is really good for their palate development and all that good stuff. And like also the health benefits, we didn't really get down to the nitty gritty of here's the deal with spices and here's how you use them. Right. As I recall. But it was a really long time ago. But that's what we'll do today, right? Yes. So 
what is the starting point of spices? I am like a little challenged by this because my own spice cabinet is a weird hodgepodge of like things I bought for recipe testing too. And I want to streamline it. So like, is that the place to start is just inventorying? Yeah. Let's talk about how to build a basic spice cabinet. I think like talking about what's in our spice cabinet and maybe even like tearing it out. Like if you're just starting, I know that Nikki says she's already familiar with how to use oregano, garlic and onion, but maybe we can even just like start there and then talk about like how to graduate if you're feeling more and more adventurous. I love it. Okay. So first of all, do you use your spice cabinet a lot? I feel like I use it every single day. Me too, for sure. I like cinnamon in my coffee right now, cinnamon or nutmeg. So I'm like reaching for those. Although technically they're not in my spice cabinet. They're like on our little coffee tray. And then like garlic and onion powder, smoked paprika. I know you feel some kind of way about Italian or blend, but I do do. (laughs) reach for that like (laughs) once a week. Um, And then I would consider them sort of like entry spices like cayenne and chili powder are also part of my like I reach for them multiple times a week yeah what about you yeah same definitely like all the sweet ones I use whole nutmeg a lot because Oliver and I are obsessed with nutmeg flavor and it just tastes totally different when you shave it fresh which takes two seconds on a microplane but like nutmeg cinnamon and then the warm spices like pumpkin spice blend or apple pie blend i use those a ton too clove is another favorite of mine mm. so like cardamom is a favorite of mine like if i'm making a simple snacking cake or something like that something that's vanilla based I'll almost always add just a little bit of like cardamom or even like a pinch of nutmeg to bring out that warm vanilla flavor. If I'm using, if I'm making brownies, like I'll often throw in a little bit of cinnamon. I love those warm spices that people associate with sweetness. Although I'm going to say that in Greek food, cinnamon is also used judiciously in savory cooking as well. So like if you're making a pastizzo, which is a baked lasagna style pasta dish with meat sauce and bechamel, the bechamel always has a little bit of fresh nutmeg. There's just a classic meat sauce served over macaroni in Greece that is redolent of cinnamon too. And that's the big distinction between a Greek meat sauce for pasta and an Italian one. So I love those spices. And then I would say definitely onion powder, garlic powder. I'm not a huge fan of dried parsley. I almost never use it. And dried oregano, I use pretty judiciously, mostly in Greek food. I don't know. It's not my favorite. I use sumac a lot. I use curry powder a lot. Okay. Sumac is such a good one. I also can't believe that neither of us mentioned cumin. Oh, I use cumin all the time, even though it tastes a little bit like sweaty feet to me. It, but my family loves it. Yes. It's like the thing I have to use sparingly because yes, totally. if you do, it lends that like a little bit of like almost smokiness to whatever you're putting in. But if you put too much, then it does almost have like a piney like bitterness to it. I think that's the feet thing. Yeah. And then you mentioned curry, 
But like yeah, curries which are gets generally us into blends. Ble- a blend, yes, right? It is a blend. Yes. Yeah. Curry is a blend. So there are curry leaves. And I don't know, actually, is there a curry leaf powder that's just cur- ground curry leaves? I don't believe so. Every curry powder no. that I've ever worked with is, is a spice blend, which we'll get to in a minute because I do think that it's very useful, especially if you're just getting into using your herbs and spices. Using a blend is a nice shortcut, and then you can start to see what flavors go together. But when we talk about blends, you're going to also start to shape up categories of, oh, when I use cumin, it's also nice to use turmeric and cardamom. Like these are spices that fit nicely together. You know, the same way like people associate onion powder, garlic powder, and oregano. But let's take one step back before we keep talking about spices and talk about why we use our spices so frequently, because we both said we use our spice cabinet all the time. So for me, I think it's a really important way to build flavor so that even when I'm using fresh garlic or fresh onion, layering in the garlic powder adds a depth of flavor that's really nice. You add that flavor very quickly and with minimal work because it's just shake the bottle over your food, right? You don't have to chop. It's not dealing with fresh herbs. You don't have to worry about food waste or anything going bad, which is especially an issue with fresh herbs. It's a nice, affordable, quick, easy way to build flavor. And I love this. Thinking about meal planning has been on our mind a lot these days, right? We're about to launch our audio course in meal planning. And, you know, sometimes meal planning is not meal planning. Remember there was a trend last year of like the no recipe recipe. Yes. Right? So there's the like no meal planning meal planning because you're still meal planning even if it's 10 minutes before you get to the stove, (laughs) right? Or even like more of it where I'll be just like, okay, we're having pasta this day. Right. Right. So if you have a good spice cabinet and you feel comfortable using it, maybe you've gone to the supermarket and you didn't have time to meal plan in a way where you know exactly what you're making that night and you just picked up chicken breasts. Like if you know how to use your spice cabinet plus chicken, plus ground beef, plus, you know, whatever tofu, you always have something you can make that's flavorful. Your spice cabinet is almost like a net. If you've forgotten to get that fresh herb or the onion and the garlic, like it will catch you and it will help you make something flavorful as long as you know how to use it. Yes. I love that you described it as a net. I think of it as a little bit like the ma- a magic toolkit. It is something that is always there to support me and cooking. And it it lends the opportunity to bring more food joy because, yes, I could just like saute a pound of ground beef with like garlic and onions and serve that in tacos and that my kids would actually probably love that. But if I add some cumin, some smoked paprika, maybe a little Aleppo pepper, um, a little bit of Mexican oregano, then it's like really flavorful and super satisfying. And it sort of like creates this opportunity to choose your own adventure every night, which I think like this is what Nikki's saying to us is like, we are like, oh, yes, we get to choose our own adventure every night. And Nikki's like, I'm overwhelmed by the opportunity to choose my own. So let's get into it. So this is, but this is why we're setting the stage. This is why we devoted a whole episode to spices because like this is what it can do for you 
if you understand how to do it. So let's help people understand how to do it. So we both talked about our go-to spices. Yes. Can we talk about the shelf life? Because we're both like, oh, they're just like in your pantry forever and like you can access them. But you mentioned like you have whole nutmeg on hand, which lasts longer. So just this is like quick, easy rule of thumb. Ground spices last about six months and then they start, they're not bad to eat after that point. They just lose their potency. So they're not going to be as flavorful as they were in the first part of their life. And then whole spices last about a year, which is great. But then, you know, the roadblock there might be having a grinder or a mortar and pestle to work with your whole spices to lend flavor. Yeah. So... Since you talked about shelf life, let's quickly touch on places to buy spices and how to buy spices. A lot of times the spices at your supermarket have already been on the shelf for a very long time. So that's something to consider. Now, if it's the most affordable, if it's the most convenient, that's okay. Don't worry. They're packaged for freshness. Brands like McCormick are quality brands. That's They're perfectly good. I would recommend that you get the smaller containers whenever possible because it's a little less overwhelming. I mean, even me as someone who uses my spice cabinet all the time, there are a whole bunch of spices that I end up throwing away like as I go through my cabinet every six months. It's just inevitable. But when you buy smaller quantities, you're more likely to go through it and keep a fresh stock. And to that point, because sometimes the supermarket doesn't have everything available in those smaller sizes. Although I've noticed more and more they are stocking those because I think it's becoming more common wisdom. Yeah. But um, places like Penzies.com, which is one of my favorite resources for spices, do offer smaller packets. Burlap and Barrel is another one that we love. The Spice House. And then Stacey, really quick, we mentioned it on the gift guide diaspora, which is a woman owned. They actually started, I think, just with turmeric, like single origin spices, but they've since expanded. And like Burlap and Barrel, they have really wonderful spice blends. They do. Okay. So we know where to go for your spices. We know that like about every six months, maybe go through your spices, make sure they're fresh. That's how you're going to get the most out of them. We talked about our favorites, but I want to start to help Nikki build out her cabinet. And then let's talk about how she can pair things and like get real practical. Okay. So we, the basics, we went over a lot of them. Everybody, we think everybody should have onion powder, garlic powder, obviously salt and pepper guys. And actually I want to talk about salt and pepper at one point at the end too, because why wait? I think every, why wait? Why wait? Let's talk about salt and pepper. (laughs) I think everybody knows that they're essential, but I really have come to a new place with black pepper and maybe I just want to verbally process it on the show where I really always thought about it as it's almost like writing so many recipes over the course of my career. It's like salt and pepper. It's like almost a throwaway. Yeah. I use like salt is essential. Salt to me is like olive oil. Like it's so core. I almost separate it from spices. Yes. And just really quickly, we both keep a variety of salt. Yeah. So like kosher salt for cooking, but then also flaky salt for finishing things. And we both use like flavor, like seasoned salt blends, too. 
And I also have fine sea salt that sometimes like I finish with if I'm not finishing with flaky salt. Yeah. Black pepper, I think of as like a, yeah, salt and pepper. Yes. Okay. Did that make sense? Those noises to you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <They did. laughs> yes. But black pepper is really good. I recently made maple and black pepper pork chops. You use black pepper less as just a seasoning and more as a spice that's primary in the dish. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I forgot about you, black pepper. (laughs) I like so funny. I get out of the habit of using it that way. I don't. And here's why is because I stopped at some point. One of my kids went through a like, "Mm, it's too spicy season. (laughs) And so I stopped using black pepper as a matter of course, because there are some things that I feel like it really like amps up the deliciousness of like chicken noodle soup with a ton of black pepper. Finishing it is so good. Or like chicken and dumplings. So good. It just adds so much. But I stopped doing that because of my kids. And so now I really am purposeful when I use black pepper, sort of like what you're saying, like, oh, I'm going to make like maple mustard pork chops and I'm really going to use like black pepper as a primary seasoning. And I think that that's like the way it's meant to be used. I think the like, oh, we should add it as a matter of course is actually bad advice because it can sometimes be a spice that burns if you add it in like the early part of the cooking process. And so you have to be kind of careful and smart about when you use it. Also, I don't always think that it enhances the flavor of things. Sometimes I very intentionally use salt and not pepper. So I, I guess this is just a call to say that maybe this is for people who feel a little bit more advanced in their spice, in their relationship with spices. But be intentional about black pepper. I, it's kind of a fun thing to play with. And it's it's something that you'll always have on hand and that you probably always buy as a matter of course. So it doesn't take any extra money or in any extra investment in a new spice that you're not sure you'll use up. Yeah. And just real quickly on the subject of pepper, white pepper is very mild and it can be good if you like want the aesthetic, but I don't think it's an essential. And then pink peppercorn has become very popular and it is less spicy and more floral, but it's a little bit more, it's not as strong as black pepper. So that's just a consideration if you're thinking about adding it to your spice cabinet. And then if you're really into pepper and you want to go advanced spice cabinet, Szechuan peppercorns are also really fun to play with. If you're someone who goes to the Asian supermarket or you have an online purveyor of Asian ingredients that you like, you can probably grab it pretty easily. And what's wonderful about Szechuan peppercorn is that it actually gives you a physical tingle in your mouth, which is really nice. Kind of. I think it's fun for kids. My kids are delighted by it. And they were even when they were younger because it isn't necessarily spicy. It depends how much you use but it gives you this like funny feeling in your mouth. That's really fun. It's a fun sensation. Stacey, do you ever think about the emotional nourishment you are giving your family? Um, it sounds like I should. Kids and parents need to learn to manage big feelings. And I've learned so much from the podcast Fluster Clucks. Fluster what? Fluster Clucks. It's this really funny podcast from anxiety expert Lynn Lyons and her sister-in-law Robin, helping families manage anxiety and other tough feelings. It's just as helpful for adults as it is for kids. 
Like how we talk about easy meals and snacks, Fluster Clucks gives tips to improve the family's connection and emotional literacy. Oh, it sounds really cool. But I have a question. Is it full of psychobabble? No, totally the opposite. Robin and Lynn talk about this stuff with humor and real language. Their tagline is even serious stuff without being too serious. I love that each episode offers tips for kids, teens, and adults about managing anxiety, anger, disappointment, you name it. Teach your kids to manage their worry and other tough feelings, and don't be surprised when you learn something too. Subscribe to Fluster Clucks wherever you're listening now. 2024 is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinnertime overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost-effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter ButcherBox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At ButcherBox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm, be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home Threads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Okay, Megan, we just like got off on this whole thing about black pepper. My fault. <laughs> Let's just very quickly 
go through like the major spices and talk about like, do you think it's essential or not essential? And then we'll talk about pairings because I think that's what people want to know. Like once I have my spice cabinet built up, how the heck do I use it? Okay. Allspice. Yes, allspice. Allspice, you think ground or whole? Yes. Because they're both, both. are available. You use both. Yes. Okay. Basil, dried basil. No. Okay, but you use Italian seasoning. Does that contain yes, basil? Yes, it does. I don't, like, of all the leafy ones, I only use dry oregano. I don't use Italian seasoning, but I think that's a legit thing that most people should have. And if you have it, I don't think you need basil or parsley. Yes. Okay. Bay leaves, uh, you know, there's a whole meme about how bay leaves are stupid, but I totally use them. I'm in on it. I love them. All right. Um, Cardamom. Yes. Only yes. ground. I keep ground on hand, not whole, although whole is really great if you like to make chai. I agree. So I keep both. And it's also just good, like, if you want a warm milk or throw it in your coffee or whatever. Cayenne. Yes. Yes. Do you think that everybody needs cayenne, even people who have kids where they're like not cooking anything spicy at all? Yes, because I think you can add the tiniest bit and it adds this sort of like brightness. Yes. And if you're like cayenne afraid or you don't like cayenne, but you like there are so much there's so many chili peppers that are flavorful. So you could find something else. I don't even think cayenne is the most spicy. I agree. Although I used too much cayenne in something recently and my kids were like, whoa, okay. Um, <laughs> cinnamon, I think, right? Yes, cinnamon. Yes. And Whole while we're on cinnamon, yes, same. Cloves, is the same true for you for cloves? No, I only keep ground clove. I don't cook with it as often. Uh, I probably have some whole cloves in there, but I don't reach for them very often. I would say that ground cloves are essential. Whole cloves aren't unless, you know... Like, that's your thing. I keep them, but I, I get why people wouldn't. Ginger is sort of related. Do you keep ground ginger? I do. I do, too. Although I'm going to be honest, I don't use it very often. I always go for, like, frozen or fresh. But I do keep it. Related to that, nutmeg, since we're on the, like, cinnamon ginger Yes, and train. this is one of those I don't keep ground on hand at all. I just keep the whole nutmeg nuts and grate it on a micro grater when I need it. Same. I didn't know you were in that category, too. I love that. That makes me happy. Um, it has such a stronger, much more beautiful floral flavor. Okay. Coriander is an interesting one. Mm, I do keep ground coriander on hand. So do I. Do you reach for it often? Do you think like Nikki needs coriander? No, I can't say Nikki needs to I go out agree with it. you. All right. Cumin. Yes. Essential. Uh, totally. I keep ground and also are they seeds? Like whole seeds on they hand are. too. Yeah. I have kept the whole seeds on hand, but I don't think that's essential. Okay. Another one of the leafy ones. We talked about basil, parsley, all of that. But I think we have a controversial one here. Dill? Yeah, I don't. I If I am cooking with dill, I want fresh dill. Okay. I totally keep dry dill on hand. Again, lots of Greek food. We put it on avocado toast. I think, you know, I think what we're getting at, and we're going to just go through a few more of the core ones, is that what's essential is going to vary based on what kinds of foods you eat. And we'll talk about that when we get into the pairings. Ground garlic, ground onion, we both agree, right? Check, check. Check, check. How about ground mustard? A lot of people have it and end up not using it. 
Mm, I think I'm one of those. <laughs> yeah, totally. Me too. Yeah, like I have it. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, it is a really great thing to have on hand. But like buy the smallest container possible. Absolutely. Totally agree. Paprika, I think we both co-sign and we both think smoked paprika is great to have. I'm not sure that everybody would put it on an essential list, but we would. Rosemary. Mm, it's a no for me. It gets another one where I want fresh herbs. Same. Thyme is kind of rosemary and thyme. Do you keep dried thyme on hand? I do keep dried thyme on hand. I like it for soups and for like poultry blends. Yeah. I do some Caribbean Latin American cooking and it comes in handy. I would say thyme is one of those, though, that I would keep a small one. Again, I, mm -hmm. I think of it as essential, but I can imagine that someone might not incorporate it into it, their repertoire as much and then they can kind of figure it out. And the last one here on this little list, turmeric. Well, this is what Nikki asked about. She keeps it. Do you think it's essential? Well, she also admits that she bought it for a specific recipe and yep. she's trying to figure it out. I mean, here's the thing. This is one of those, like, how do you cook? I want to say it's essential, but I am going to be really frank and say my family does not eat enough curries for me to buy it in bulk. Like, I probably buy it once a year and I buy a small container. Yeah, I think this is an interesting one, too. So I do keep it on hand. And I had to force myself to think about other ways to use it. It is used a lot in Latin American cooking, too. So, like, the, it has a wider scope of use than I think it's been strongly associated. It's also really used in Middle Eastern cooking a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's one of those that you kind of got to go searching for some of the cuisines because it's just so strongly associated with South Asian food and with curries. Also, turmeric, if you don't use too much of it, has like a really nice, warm background flavor. So I have found that I can start to just like add a little bit to onions and shallot and then make rice with it. You know, rice that I can use in a lot of different ways. But turmeric is one of those ones that I had to like very actively and intentionally think about how to use up. So if that's not where you are in your spice journey, I would say it's not essential. Do you feel like I missed anything? I'm sure there's stuff, right? And we'll we'll refer to the listeners community where and I think this is just like a matter of the your lens of like the age of your kids and what you're cooking a lot. There are probably people who for whom like there's spices we're not thinking of that are essential, but I think we should jump from like what we're building from scratch, what we might grab into how to pair things. And I really want to start with turmeric because that's Nikki's question. And now I'm curious. I'm like, oh, I do have it in my cabinet and I haven't been thinking about using it in rice. But like, are there other spice yeah. blends beyond curries or combinations to use turmeric with? I think of turmeric as going really well with coriander, cinnamon, chili. I think it goes nice with like cayenne too, and cardamom, caraway, garlic, ginger, paprika. So, you know, I think it's really nice on meats, like a uh, general kind of Middle Eastern kebab. It's really nice. It also gives a nice color. Um, that's how I use it. Like roast chicken blends I add it to sometimes. Rice, we do do a lot of 
curries in Indian food too. So that as well. So that bubbles up two things for me. One is I was thinking of how great it would be in like a homemade chicken noodle soup. I don't know why chicken noodle soup is my reference point today, but like you saying poultry, I'm like, oh yeah, like as a little bit of a background flavor. Yeah, it would lend its beautiful golden color to the broth, which I think would be really appealing, at least for my kids. And then something about curries made me think, oh, potatoes like a lot of what you're talking about is like either carbs or roasting and like roasted potatoes with turmeric and like a little bit of garlic and onion powder would be so beautiful maybe i'd probably throw some smoked paprika in there as well i want to mention that turmeric and black pepper are often paired together and that is because the idea is that you unlock turmeric's anti-inflammatory benefits by yeah, pairing it with I was going to bring this pepper. up and I was like, is it health haloey? I don't know, but it, it is a is thing. It is probably a little bit and like the volume you'd have to consume of both the turmeric and black pepper. But the thing is, they taste delicious together. They do. Yeah. And for a while, maybe just in certain corners of food media, Golden milk was a very popular thing. So like using turmeric in a sweet way where you're partnering it with like honey or maple syrup in like a warm milk beverage, sort of like chai, that could be like a really interesting way to use up the turmeric, especially that now we're like in January and it's cold and like that would be cozy. Yeah. I want to give people a lot of different ways into like figuring out how to use their spices. I would describe it's flavor as sort of earthy and like a little bit peppery. I would use it sparingly at first. If you use too much, it definitely doesn't taste great. It's also not one of those spices that I would try on its own. You know, some spices you can kind of dip your finger in and get a little sense, but it gives a nice, warm background flavor. You know, if you want to like try it on its own a little bit, I would saute onions or shallots And then add a little bit of turmeric and give it a taste and then figure out like what else you would add from there. I agree with you on the black pepper and the paprika. Those are all really nice spices that would go nicely with it for something basic like roast potatoes, like you were saying. Okay, so can we talk about the rest of Nikki's list? Like maybe we figure out some other pairings for her. Cumin, we both were like, oh, we love it. And she says it's on her help list. So how do you use cumin outside of like... For me, it's a taco. I add it to taco seasoning blend if I'm making that in bulk. And then I think it's really great on grilled meats of all kinds. But what else would you pair it with? I use it in a, it's so fun, like the different ways that we approach this and think about it. I think about it in terms of cuisines. So I associate it with South Asian and Indian cuisine, Middle Eastern cuisine, and then Mexican cuisine. And you mentioned taco meat, like it's an essential ingredient in taco seasoning. So, yes, I think of it as going really well, again, with chili peppers. Oh, cumin also like in some like Caribbean flavors. We talked about thyme going well in Caribbean flavors, Mm -hmm. like thyme and cumin go really nice together. Cumin, garlic, ginger, coriander, cardamom, allspice. You're getting into those South Asian and Indian flavors. Cumin with oregano, chili powder, garlic powder, and onion powder is like that taco seasoning direction. Mm -hmm. So those are the cuisines and pairings that I think about it most. 
Yes. Um, I also think of it like this. Now I sometimes I'm like, oh, I sound so basic next to Stacy, who's like South Asian cuisine. It's great in chili seasoning. So thinking about like pairing it again, it's all those like garlic, onion, whatever herbs you love. Totally. And it just pairs beautifully with like meat and tomato and all that. Yeah. And I do like it on vegetables, but I will say that cumin for me, I really like on meat more because cumin is not my favorite. So on like ground lamb, ground beef, chicken versus I'm less inclined to use cumin to just toss roasted vegetables unless I'm specifically making like curried cauliflower. There's something about the fat of the meat and the protein that makes cumin work better for me personally. I agree. Okay, so this is the other side of Nikki's question. It, she mentions dill and rosemary, which I think is funny because I'm like, oh, I don't really use dry dill. And we both don't really use dry rosemary. So how? what are some ways that Nikki can pair those and use them up? So I, I'm going to say rosemary, for me, rosemary has a very strong flavor that's not my favorite. And dried herbs can sometimes have a more potent flavor than the fresh, than their fresh counterpart. And dried mm-hmm. rosemary is just like way too much for me. The only way that I kind of can like it a little bit is like thinking about a roast chicken <laughs> and those classic flavors, you know, rosemary, thyme, parsley, that kind of blend. It's just not my favorite. I don't have a whole lot of suggestion here. Yeah. So can I jump in and add, we keep saying, we keep alluding to the other spices in the cabinet. Rosemary is one for me that it is so strong that I might not add another leafy herb like thyme or parsley to it. But what I might do is pair it with like another strong flavor like lemon. So not dry lemon, not from the spice cabinet, but partnering it with like fresh lemon zest and in a chicken blend or on potatoes. Okay, and so dill, I love dill so much. I like fresh and dried. And I think that this is a really interesting point that counters what we were just saying about rosemary. So that might just be a personal preference for both of us. But I do think that when it comes to spices, thinking about You know, you hear us say a lot of the time to add salt like at every level of your cooking. I think that people can think about their spice cabinet in the same way. Generally speaking, you want to activate your dried spices in some fats to like warm them up and bloom them and to bring out the oil and the flavor because they've been sitting dry and dusty in your cabinet for a while. But also, (laughs) if you have fresh dried spices... Some of them, not all of them, are really good just, you know, shaken right out of the bottle. And it's nice to pair that. It's nice to cook some spice, you know, if you're like cooking with turmeric. And then at the end, you can finish with a little bit and maybe not bloom it, but add it at the end and just have it warm up in like your soup or your stew. You're going to add different elements of turmeric flavor that way. So for me, I love dill so much and so does my family that that's what I like getting. I like getting the layers of flavor different from fresh versus dry. I use dill in soups, uh, like a ton of dill in chicken soup is one of my favorite things. We shake it on top of avocado toast. I can put it in scrambled eggs. Like we just love dill. 
And fresh dill has a much stronger flavor than dry dill. So, and it's a, it's a slightly different, it's not a, dry dill isn't as green and fresh. You get more of an essential dill flavor, like almost like dill oil versus that like fresh, green, snappy flavor that you get from fresh dill. And I think dill goes with coriander. It goes with cumin. It's great with garlic and ginger and parsley, tarragon, which we didn't mention. I don't use dry tarragon, but I love fresh tarragon. And those are nice, green, grassy herbs that I like together. Two other dill thoughts. And this is more like thinking about adding them to spice blends. One is sometimes it's added to everything bagel seasoning. So if you don't... Really? I've never yeah, seen that. it's like the same, like... It's essentially what you're saying, like the garlic, adding it to garlic and onion. And then what else is in there? Like sesame seeds. So it's really good on like avocado toast, like you mentioned. Well, that's what we do. We do everything bagel and dill. That's like Oliver's signature avocado toast. But I've never seen dill in everything bagel seasoning. Yes. I don't know where I was. Maybe it was actually like at a bagel bakery that they incorporate dill into their everything bagel. And it's really delicious. And then the other thing is, this is not how I approach chimichurri, but I know that it exists in the world where you can make like a dry herb blend, a dry herb and spice blend that you can like rehydrate in oil or like with oil and citrus, like lemon or whatever to make a sort of chimichurri flavoring or seasoning to either go on grilled meats or to season veggies. Um, And I think dill is one of those like great herbs to add to that. You know what's now you're bubbling up this whole idea of dried urban spice blends and oil, like think a la chili crisp, or if you're familiar with it, because Megan introduced it to you guys and then also to me and I bought some tarka and it's so delicious. But sometimes just taking a bunch of herbs and spices that go well together and then cooking them in ghee or in oil and then having that flavorful oil to top soups or stews or lentils or beans is really great too. And you can do that. Like you can just experiment with that. Tarka is a traditional one. You just talked about using that like in everything bagel version with dill. That would be delicious. I love that idea so much. What you mentioned about Tarka makes me want to give this like overarching advice for Nikki, which is something that I do when I feel like I can't use up spices and they're getting towards the end of their useful life or like not as flavorful um, is making spice blends. Like we, I mentioned making taco seasoning. We talked about curries, but you could make like an essential chili blend if that's something your family loves. Jerk seasoning. I'm sure there are like dozens of recipes and you could look them up. The other thing to do would be to go somewhere like Penzi Spices or the Spice House and look at the spice blends that they sell and get inspiration from them. Yeah. Look up like best spice blends. Like if you have a bunch of rosemary, I love, first of all, I love the suggestion that you're saying of like, oh, this dried rosemary has been in my cabinet forever and I'm not using it up. Let me look up a spice blend which drives rosemary. Oh, Herbe de Provence. That's a very common, nice, like flexible spice blend that you can use every day. 
And it calls for, you know, dry tarragon, thyme, rosemary, fennel. And maybe you don't have chevrel often. And maybe you don't have all of that. But like, oh, I do have some tarragon, thyme and dry basil and rosemary. Let me mix those up in a little baggie or put them in a little container. And now you have something that you might be more inspired to use because you've created, you've used a bunch of stuff. You've created a flavor profile, whether you realize it or not. And like you've given yourself some like boundaries to push up against like, oh, Herbes de Provence. I can use those on roasted vegetables and roasted potatoes. I can season my roast chicken with it. I can sprinkle it on top of my scrambled eggs. I got it. Great. Like it can just spark some inspiration or like Greek seasoning is another thing that's really popular. You can do the same thing. Maybe you have a ton of oregano that's left and you're like, I am not using this oregano up. What should I do? Mix it with cumin, onion powder, paprika, rosemary, thyme, and boom, you have a Greek seasoning. And every time you make Greek kebabs, Greek lemon potatoes, Greek-inspired pizza night, whatever. You know, there are a thousand Greek recipes. We see everybody's weekly meal plan in our community, which everybody should join, right? And lots of times you see like, oh, Greek-inspired pita night or whatever. And it doesn't have to be specifically a Greek dish, but it's like something Greek-inspired. Maybe you're going to make a yogurt dip on the side of your chicken. Great. Let me grab that Greek seasoning and season the yogurt or season the chicken with it. Boom. And now like you've brought everything together with a flavor profile. Amazing. I want to mention that we both love the Flavor Bible as a resource. Yes. If you're interested in investing in a cookbook to lead you, there's lots of pairings there. And then Lena in our community, and we'll put it in the show notes too, so everyone can access it, shared an online resource for food and spice pairings as well. It's so which good. Which we started really the episode Thank with you, a Lena. good segue. And now we have a good a good segue in and a good segue out, which is just to um, take it to the listeners community. Can we take it to Daisy? I want to take it to Daisy. Daisy's been a, an important part of this. <laughs> no, I like it. Listen, we love Daisy. And if you haven't signed up for our free community, it is the best place on the internet full of smart shopping lists, meal plan ideas, thousands of other home cooks, including Lena, who answered Nikki and told us about this great cheat sheet. You want to be in there. Visit us at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community. That's where you're going to learn all the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow us as at didn't I just feed you on Instagram. A huge thank you to our producer, Samantha Gatsik. I am Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Leave us a rating or review and make sure to give it five stars and leave an epic comment. Do it.